0: Have you ever struggled with thoughts about whether Jesus Christ really desires to heal you or not? Maybe you've been thinking that there may be some mysterious reason why God would want you to be suffering with sickness. Well, this episode is for you because we're going to be speaking about the simple but powerful truth that Jesus Christ was sent to the earth to save and not to destroy. Welcome. This is the Be Healed Podcast, and I'm your host, Steve Hannett. I'm so thankful that you've joined us. If this is your first time in the podcast, welcome to the family. Welcome to the journey of learning about the promises of God in His Word to heal us. I want to encourage you to visit our website at everyhousenow.org and also text the word HEALING to 97000, where we'll send you a free PDF of a chapter from my most recent book, Unleashing Heaven's Breath, which teaches all about operating in the supernatural power of God. Okay, let's get ready to build our faith in God's Word that Jesus came to save. Without question, one of the biggest areas of development that people need in the area of healing is whether Jesus Christ really came to the earth to rescue us from all evil. Many people believe that Jesus Christ did come to save us from our sins, but they lack the faith or the understanding or the expectation that Jesus Christ really desires to rescue us from sickness and disease. Some people think that when somebody is being tormented and screaming in pain and filled with fear and uncertainty and torment, that God is just working in some mysterious way, that there is some sort of higher purpose for that suffering. Other people think that when sickness and disease comes to them, it's just naturally part of living in this earth, that there is no spiritual element to it. It's just natural for people to be sick. But does the Bible agree with these views? Does the scripture that we're taught to learn and to teach and to understand and to believe and to follow, does it teach those things? Indeed, it doesn't. In fact, we see a different picture from the Bible, a picture that Jesus Christ is a good shepherd who has come not only to suffer and die for our sins, but also to rescue us from the bondage of sickness and disease. The first verse that we're going to look at is from the very famous chapter of John chapter 3, and we're going to look at verse 16. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, here's verse 17, and it's a verse that is not nearly as famous as verse 16. It says, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Another verse I'd like to look at is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, beginning with verse 51. It says, Now it came to pass, when the time had come for him to be received up, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem, and sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans, to prepare for him. But they did not receive him, because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, just as Elijah did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Let's take a look at one more verse in John chapter 10. And we're going to read in verse number 10. The Bible says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Verse 11. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. These three verses clearly demonstrate that life is at the central focus of Jesus' ministry. He did not come to destroy. He did not come to allow death to reign. He did not come to allow a curse to reign. He came that there would be life. He did not come to condemn. He did not come to punish. You see, the Bible says in the Gospel of John chapter 1, verse 17, It says, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The Bible is describing that with Jesus comes grace. With Jesus comes grace for life. There is no interest, no part of Jesus' earthly ministry that He is coming to try to condemn. Now, later, upon Jesus Christ's second coming, it will not be a time of grace, but it will be a time of judgment. So there is a difference between his first coming and his second coming. So we're referring to his first coming that he says, I have not come to condemn the world, but I have come that the world might be saved. And that's why Jesus is putting this emphasis on life everywhere. Now, some people may say, well, that's only for our sins. That's only for our separation from God. But there's a few questions. We'd have to ask if that were true. Number one, if Jesus was only concerned about our spiritual forgiveness, why would he go about healing the people from sickness and disease? Why in Matthew chapter 14, verse 14, does the Bible say that Jesus was moved with compassion and healed their sick? This is how it reads. It says, And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Why was he healing their sick? Why does it say in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23? It says, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Why in Matthew chapter 8, when Jesus sees in verse 14, Peter's mother-in-law, he sees her lying sick with a fever, and it says in verse 15, so he touched her hand and the fever left her, and she arose and served them. Why does it say in verse 16 that when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmity and bore our sicknesses. Why would Jesus take all the infirmities, all the sicknesses? Why would he take all the pains? And why would Isaiah prophesy that he would take physical sicknesses in Isaiah chapter 53 if the only concern of Jesus was? the forgiveness of our sins. Why in Matthew chapter nine, does a crippled man come before Jesus lying on a bed? And the Bible says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. Now, some may say, you see, Pastor Steve, he only came to forgive his sins, but that could not be true because Jesus Christ later says that There is no difference between saying your sins are forgiven you or to say, arise and walk. That's in verse 5. That's what Jesus said. He said, for which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you or to say, arise and walk. Jesus himself says in verse 6, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, arise, take up your bed. And go to your house. If Jesus was only concerned about preaching and teaching that Jesus Christ came only for the forgiveness of spiritual sins, then why would he in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, say that he gave power to his disciples not only to preach, but also to heal all kinds of sickness? Let me read it for you. It says in verse 1. And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Why would the apostles in the book of Acts be recording miracles of healing over and over? Why was healing at the central part of the ministry of Jesus Christ? In fact, Where is there one instance that Jesus Christ told anyone who was sick, ever recorded in the scripture, that it was God's will, his mysterious ways, that he wanted them to continue in sickness and disease? Where is it that God said it is for the greater good that someone would simply suffer with sickness and disease? Where does it say this? It doesn't say this. It isn't in the scripture. In fact, it's the reverse. In Mark chapter 6, Jesus Christ wanted to do more than their faith enabled him to do. Everywhere Jesus went, he would meet the needs of people. He would have compassion on them. He would heal the blind. He would heal the paralyzed. He would heal the deaf. He would heal. You see, it isn't just something that Jesus is doing. It actually is who Jesus is. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord that heals you. All throughout scripture, we get this picture of this good shepherd who lays down his life for the benefit of others. We need to get out of cultural teaching and get into scriptural teaching. There are things that people think are in the Bible, but they're actually just folklore. Like Jesus wants you to suffer with sickness because through your sickness, you will glorify him. That's not what the scripture says. The Bible says that God gets glorified when there is healing. Turn with me to the gospel of John chapter nine, and this is how it reads beginning with verse one. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth and his disciples asked him saying, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parents? That he was born blind. Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Do you see? The Bible says that the works of God needed to be worked in him, and Jesus healed this man and opened his eyes. Healing is the work of God. Healing is the mercy of God. Healing is the grace of God. Healing is the goodness of God released to mankind. I want to tell you that I am thankful, so thankful, that I began to discover that the Good Shepherd who gives his life for me is the Good Shepherd that desires to heal. It is because of his love. It's because of restoration. It's because where there is no sin, there is no more curse. It is because when Jesus Christ took the curse for us, he took away the power of Satan to hold you, to assault you, and to burden you, and to kill you with sickness and disease. Jesus Christ came to give us life. Does not sickness steal? Does not sickness kill? Does not sickness destroy? Yes, and that's why Jesus Christ said, the thief only comes to steal, only comes to kill, only comes to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Jesus is not a thief. Jesus is not a murderer. And Jesus is not a destroyer. The ministry of Jesus and the ministry of the devil are opposite of one another, and we must never confuse the two. Jesus has come to save that which was lost. Satan is stealing and killing and destroying. Sickness and disease is the incipient of death. In other words, it's the beginning of death. Jesus is not trying to bring life and death at the same time. He's trying to demonstrate that when our sins are forgiven, life reigns. When our sins are destroyed, death has no more power. That's why Jesus Christ was demonstrating that his forgiveness of sins was leading to the healing of even our bodies. It brings life to every part of us. Yes, when you're suffering in your marriage, when you're suffering in your finances, when you're suffering in any area of your life, restoration in your relationship with god is going to flood all of your life not just part of your life all of your life we often receive that we should be at peace when we receive jesus christ as our lord and savior why should only our emotions be at peace should not all of our life begin to get nourished by the life-giving power of jesus christ i believe the answer is yes I believe the testimony of the word is yes. I believe Jesus fed the hungry. He clothed the naked. He took care of people. Jesus Christ and his love redeems all of mankind. He redeems him in body, in mind, and spirit. We need to begin to see and receive that Jesus is a good shepherd. You don't need to think that Jesus is rescuing you from one problem and bringing you into another. You don't even need to think that Jesus is rescuing you from one problem and then leaving you to suffer in another. He is a good, good, good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. Would you begin to believe that Jesus has come to give you life, your sickness, your disease? Is not God's will. Your healing, your victory is God's will, and your healing will glorify God. Jesus frequently told them when they were healed go into the city, show the great things God has done, go home, tell of the wonderful works of God. This is what God desires. He desires for His sons and His daughters to be healed and to overcome and to testify and to be a witness of the goodness and the grace and the power of God for the forgiveness of our sins and even to the fact that it demonstrates through the healing of our minds, our emotions, and even our bodies. Oh, I want to tell you that when Jesus is healing, He is doing the works of God. He is doing the will of God, and He desires to do it in your life now. Reject the lies. Reject the folklore. Reject the denominational teachings that were never rooted in Scripture. Return back to Jesus. Return back to what the text says. It says in John 10, verse 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Praise God. The Bible says that He gives eternal life and they shall never perish. Let's receive eternal life. Let's receive forgiveness for our sins. But let's go further and receive that now we are restored with God. We can use the name of Jesus. We can believe in His work. We can receive the fullness of what it means to be redeemed, saved, justified, made right. Cleansed, made whole by Jesus Christ. The scriptures are clear, and God's will is clear. And without a question, the heart of God is so demonstrated through the scripture that He hates your pain, but He loves you. Even if you've made mistakes, He's not here to punish you. Remember, the Bible says in John chapter 3, He did not come to condemn you, He came to save you. So receive forgiveness for your sins, receive forgiveness for your wrongs, and receive the wonderful, beautiful benefit that when you are made whole in Jesus, you also can be healed. It's God's will. It's what He longs for. Jesus came to save from all things. May you live inside His nail-scarred hands because He was wounded for your sickness. He was bruised for your disease and he has bore it on that cross. Be consumed with the amazing, powerful love of God in this hour. I pray for you now that you will receive that Jesus is good. That Jesus is good and he's so good that he desires to rescue you from whatever attack the enemy has placed in your life. I pray that you will receive the grace of the scripture that says by his stripes, you are healed. I thank God that you will receive it now. And I pray for your body. I pray for your mind. I pray for your marriage. I pray for your whole life, that it may be called healed by all that see you and know you, that you may experience the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus for the glory of the Father. Receive it now and be healed now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the devourer. I rebuke the thief. I rebuke that murderer. I rebuke the destroyer. And we say yes to you, Jesus. You have come to give us life. And we command that enemy to depart in the name of Jesus Christ. And we receive healing in the name of of Jesus Christ now hallelujah oh I pray this has blessed you share it with someone who needs it go to the Bible look at the scriptures again and again so that your spirit may receive what God is communicating to you through them I love you in Jesus send your testimony to us send questions send any uh, topics that you would like covered in the Be Healed podcast to contact at everyhousenow.org And remember, text HEALING to 94000 for your free gift. God bless you, and I look forward to speaking with you next week. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, I'd love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, He calls us to live in His grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.